Hello and welcome to episode 140 of Laps Gamer Radio. As always, I'm Mark Hamer and I've got a bumper roster tonight. Joining me are Nick, Louie and Chazzy. Hello. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. Very well. Good. Very well. Very good. Just before we started chatting, we had a delightful conversation about cleaning the smell of vomit out of a car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My kid's wonderful. Part of my, like, when I started in my current role uh, working in environmental health, I had to do some shadowing with uh, some of the licensing team who have to do inspections of taxi cabs periodically. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I can confirm that it's 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 sometimes it's impossible to get rid of that smell apparently because some of the taxi cabs just had that really nasty acidic oh. vomit smell. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why they charge you so much whenever you throw up in a taxi. Or or sorry here because I've never thrown up in a taxi. Of course not. No, no. I I, I wouldn't ever expect you. <laughs> I've thrown up on a ferry but never a taxi. Did you throw up on the ferry or over the side of the ferry? Brian no, 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 on a ferry. On it. So, where, yeah, where I live in Portsmouth, there's a late night ferry, which is basically a dinghy. Okay. Well, not a dinghy, but it's like a small boat. I, I, uh, I imagined it was one of those I, ones you get off the seafront, those tiny little one-man sort of blow-up jobs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, and I, I threw up on it after a night on the um, uh, a night on the snake bite and black. Nice. So, anyway, nice. yes. It's a, li- a little insight into my student years. <laughs> uh, right, should we talk about a game? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, I've got a grip to talk about, but I'll uh, I'll let someone else talk first. Uh, Louis, as a relative new boy, what have you been playing? Uh, well, because I, I haven't spoken about it enough on this podcast. <laughs> Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. Let's get it out of the way. Destiny 2, again... Yeah, uh, and I'll be honest. I think I'm kind of done with it for a little while now. Really? Du- yeah, I think I'm done with the grinding. Like it took me probably less than a week to level up 200 levels, and then as soon as I hit the the hard cap, uh, it took me a week to do 20 levels. Oh, once you less. hit 900. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, do you know what? I'm I'm kind of done with this. I I just cannot be asked to play the same levels over and over again. Mm. Um, I mean, I quite like that they've uh, so the layout of the or not the layout the the enemy spawns in like Vex offensive changed uh, with the weekly reset and uh, some of the other stuff has changed, but yeah. I'm kind of done with it for a little while. It's weird. That curve has never, ever changed, has it? Even from Destiny 1. You know, it's, it, you feel like you're doing well all the way through the single player. You do a little bit of grinding, and then suddenly you just hit this massive steep curve. Yeah. Just think. Well, a lot of people get thrown off at that point. Uh, we talked about this before, yeah. I mean, right? The, the weird yeah. changes that it went under. Like, Destiny had the problem of you hit the end of the campaign, and then the way they'd set up the, the end game stuff, it was, it was almost impossible to reach the level cap unless you did the raid, and it was really hard to do the raid unless you'd hit the, yeah. the level cap. Um, so you were kind of stuck in that situation. Um, that improved over time, got a hell of a lot better with the Taken King and Rise of Iron, and then they brought out Destiny 2 and streamlined the whole situation, but so much so that when you got to the end game, there was like nothing to do uh, apart yeah. from raid. And, you know, it's hard to get together like a group of six people unless you're in like a dedicated mm-hmm. uh, clan. Uh, 
And then Forsaken came along and just like threw so much stuff, like so much end game stuff that you can do, most of which is match made, that um, getting your powerful gear and leveling up became kind of easy. Uh, to the point where, like, towards the end of the second year of Destiny 2, it was the, the level, like, getting to the level cap just became a joke. It was, there was just so much stuff to do, and it was, it was kind of easy. But now we're in the early stages of a new expansion. We're on that, like, climbing up to the hard cap again, and it's not as hard as it has been, but it's still yeah. a little bit of a grind. Uh, and unless you've got people to play with on a regular basis, it's a bit it can get a little bit um demoralizing. yeah i think the thing for me is because obviously where i've i played i played through all of the the base game and the expansions a couple of like the month prior to the release of shadow keep so i had something new to do fairly regularly and it's only now where i've sort of got to the point where i'm actually having to grind for um to to push part like to push past the hard cap so i'm yeah I, it's like catching up on a box set isn't it of like a tv show it's got like six series and then suddenly you've caught up to what's actually on tv and you've got to wait a week it's yeah kind of, kind of yeah. yeah and I, and now yeah. i'm just kind of like do you know what it's sort of lost its fun a little bit like I was playing with people on a regular basis. Yeah, fairly regularly. Like me and okay. a couple of other guys, like every now and again. Um, and like that's when I was enjoying it. Mm. But yeah, it. Yeah, I'll I'll obviously go back to it every now and again. But I don't think I'm going to be spending anywhere near as much time mm. uh, mm-hmm. playing it as I have have been over the last probably. Well, I think it's the only game I have played over the last month. So <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, say a month, um, month uh, is not bad, is it? No, you know, yeah. and like you say, you'll probably come back to it in <laughs> like, like six weeks or something, and well, not, potter around in it. Not, and... not even like that that long. I just, I mean, it is literally the only game I've probably played for the last month, six weeks. So, yeah. I burnout, burnout's going to set in at some point. Yeah, exactly. So I'm probably like reduce it to maybe once or twice um, a week. Or whatever, yeah. I don't know. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I'm I'm having the the kind of the, the opposite um, <laughs> situation where it's like I, I just keep on finding more and more stuff mm-hmm. that I want to grind for, uh, and hope helpfully having like the members of of the the TCGS clan mm-hmm. online every night has just been super helpful. You just jump in. There's always a chat open. There's always people doing stuff, and you can just shoot the shit whilst you know playing some mm-hmm. crucible matches or doing some strikes or whatever and then there's still plenty of like involved stuff to do um if we fancy doing a raid there's now you know a bunch of raids to do uh there's, there's uh yep. a new dungeon coming at the end of the month there's new there's a new exotic quest that starts next week uh iron banners on this week um you know there's there's there's, there's always stuff to do but i guess like if you uh unless you've got like you know, a, a grip of people to play with on a regular basis. Uh, it can get a little bit. Um, it could get a little bit, yeah, demoralizing. I guess yeah. if you're like you just you see your power level kind of creeping up after having seen it like take yeah. leaps and bounds all the way up to nine hundred, and then when you hit that that sort of soft cap, the climb to the hard cap, like it's only fifty levels, but it takes a while. It's a long fifty levels. 
It is, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I've got I've got a little bit more to say about Destiny as well, but I'll come on to that in a bit. Have you been playing anything else at all? You've delved into any more uh, Apple Arcade games? Uh, no, I haven't. I've got a couple installed, but they're ones that I um, I want to play. So I think it was the Floors Lava. Or whatever the game's called. Oh yeah, that looks rad. Hot lava, sorry. It looks nice. Like, yeah, but it is basically yeah. the floor is lava. Um, yeah, that that yeah. game looks rad. I need to. I finally got um, uh, macOS Catalina mm-hmm. on my MacBook, so I can actually play it on there. Um, yeah, I really want to check that out because it looks like a sort of like fast-paced first-person platforming game. Yeah, um, but it's one of those ones that I want to play with uh, a controller. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, the other one that I've got lined up. That again, I would I need to play is the Bradwell Conspiracy, which is the mm. new one from Bossa, the guys behind like Iron Bread and Surgeon Sim. Uh, I haven't played Iron Bread. I played a lot of Surgeon Simulator on the uh, the Switch. Um, yeah, a few months ago, the uh, we did the, the the cooperative version where one person has a Joy-Con each, and you're you're having to coordinate the two hands. Like you, you're not controlling both yeah. hands yourself. Um, that game's mad, but the the Bradwell conspiracy, like from what I looked at it, I never would have guessed that it was by the same developers. It looks a little bit more, yeah. Serious. Well, it kind of gives me strong um, Orwell vibes. So I don't know if you guys played that, which is you basically play like a, you're a, a professional Facebook stalker or internet stalker, um, but like government sanctioned. Um, but right. it kind of gave me those sort of um, dystopian future government kind of secret operative vibes. So, um, and a friend of mine QA tested it. So uh, they were like, "Yeah, you should definitely play it." I'm like, "Well, you're not not uh, biased at all." So I will apps I will absolutely try. Your <laughs> I mean, um, I need to check out more of the Apple Arcade games and play. Stop just playing um, gr- uh, Grindstone every night until. Mm-hmm. The wee hours of the morning. Well, one I can recommend mm-hmm. uh, now it's kind of on Mac OS is um, Hyper Brawl. Hyper Brawl. Oh, is that the, the fighting game? Yeah, so it's like uh, kind of netball y. Netball, maybe. Netball beat oh, em right. up. Okay. Kind of sport. It, it's supposed to be one of the next big things in like esports. Oh, right. Okay. So, like, somewhere between a fighting game and a sports game. Yeah, like, kind of. Um, it's weird. So, like Windjammers. Yeah, it's like uh, 2v2, um, almost like netball, where you have mm. to score goals, um, but you also get, like, weapons and power-ups, and you can beat each other up to tackle. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. I played it at EGX last year when it was still at a very kind of base level. Um, and then, yeah, out of nowhere, they just kind of announced it for uh, Apple Arcade. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's definitely worth playing because I really enjoyed it and I don't really like sports games. So, hmm. Yeah, there was um, saw a platformer, sort of like horror, well, not a platformer, like a 2D horror mystery game developed by or published by chucklefish and i can't remember the name of it sort of egx last year and it looked really mm-hmm. interesting um i think it's called inmost i think that's what it's called uh, and then i spot that that's upon uh, apple arcade it's, now as well so it's another game that i probably would have bought that's yeah now on that it's interesting how many games that are kind of that 
you've seen at like a PC level um, that have just kind of snuck mm-hmm. out on um, on uh, Apple Arcade that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be on Apple yeah. Arcade. Yeah, surprising. They're putting a lot mm. of money into that. But yeah. Uh, anything else you played? Um, sea of Thieves played a lot of that. No, it's not not a particularly new game, but um, it's what Ugh, it it's matter. one that I, pardon the pun, missed the boat on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine who is heavily into Sea of Thieves, like still plays it regularly, um, has he's basically hit the level cap and is now like a master of the sea. Um, was like, right. yeah, I don't really need to play this for the loot anymore. I just do quests for fun. I'm like. Okay then, um, whatever, man. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take you out and I'll show you how to play, uh, and like what you need to do and kind of that sort of stuff." Um, and actually, it's really good fun. Like when I tried it without kind of having someone to guide me through it, or um, kind of when everyone was still in, sorry, everyone had sort of started to level up and was were quite OP. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun at all. Um, but going into it with someone else who knows, knows the game, knows the mechanics because they don't actually explain how to play the game. You literally, you literally just get dropped into it and then that's it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good fun. It's one of those ones that I will happily go back to either on my own or I'll play it with randoms. So yeah. Played a lot of that recently. Good, yeah. I wouldn't mind going back to that at some point. I, I think I'll join you um, if you play yeah, and doing your uh, charity stream because that game is like on a. I've got a like a real soft spot for like system based games. This is really <laughs> really weird. This is a very specific fetish. Um, system based games where you have to handle a bunch of manage a bunch of systems to be able to move a vehicle from one place to another. All right, so I love yeah. playing like Mud Runner, uh, and I love playing Elite Dangerous and games like that. And Sea of Thieves was like scratching mm-hmm. that itch as well because like you know balancing the sails and uh, you know uh, like the, the like the angle of the yep hack yeah I don't know I don't know the correct boating terms um, the angle of sails and how much sail you, you you've got and like uh, trying to sail into mm-hmm. the or trying to sail with the wind behind you as much as possible. And like the very meticulous way that you have to bring your ship into port yeah, I, in order to be close to the docks and stuff like that. Just on that basic level, that was enough for me. And then I was like, you know, the the, the questing and everything like that was really great. But doing it on your own um, in a, uh, you know, when there's other players out there who are just out to grief, uh, I found kind of <laughs> soul destroying. Yeah. So I stopped playing it because I was only playing on my own. It is a little bit off-putting, I must admit. And like, even when you're playing with people who, so you they you can have like uh, they generate a crew for you. So depending on how what size ship you have, uh, they will give you like other people who are looking, or they'll drop you into a game with people who are looking. Um, and like I, one of the kind of excursions, we this guy just decided to start attacking people. And griefing people and i was like mm-hmm. look i'm really sorry i did the, the well i was shouting at the tv obviously the people couldn't hear me but i was i was kind of thinking like dude don't do that like 
that's not cool. You're just griefing people for the sake of it. You're not going to gain anything from it. They're just going to be pissed off and report either or both of us. Just don't be a dick. And then I, but they don't have the functionality. So if you've got more than two people on your crew, you can vote to lock per, uh, lock someone in the brig. <laughs> um, but if you've only got two mm. people, you can't do that, which seems like a bit of an oversight. Um, so yeah, and then this guy just the the guy that was being griefed was just like, yeah, I've had enough of your shit, and then sunk our ship and killed us both. And I was just like, well. You deserved that. I didn't. That game always seems like it's full um, of either incredibly beautiful moments or stuff like that where you're just, it's just incredibly demoralizing. And, and that's kind of yeah. what put me off. Like, we've, I've played it a few times, played it with Mark, and that, that whole thing of just like, all I seem to do is get on a boat, sail for 40 minutes to get somewhere, get my boat sunk, you know, res, re res, and then, and then do the same, and then go through yeah. the whole same cycle again. And it was just like, this is not fun. And I don't understand how anyone enjoys this. I, yeah, and I fully appreciate that. Like, there are so many systems in place, like Mark was saying about having to meticulously like set your sh- ship up to be able to to dock it. Um, mm. And like, I've just given up with that. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna park it up. And yeah. What? Well, no, it. not even that. I literally just beach my ship every time and then go into uh, go underneath and patch it up because <laughs> I'm like I just can't be fucked with it I'd rather just, just uh, ghost, you just fucking ghost ride your whip up on the beach yeah basically <laughs> like if the if it were a car I would Captain I would Jack literally just like park my car on top of whatever was in front of where I wanted to park that's essentially what I'm doing with uh, with my ship Louis rolls up in his monster truck <laughs> and just over four cars and leaves it there yeah, and yeah, yeah basically um but um yeah like i said i i i get why some people might not enjoy it and why it might seem like not a bad game because there is a lot to it a lot more to it than you would expect from what it looks like so yeah but to get there is yeah it's just it's a slog yeah it's definitely better with other people sometimes randoms but a hundred percent better with uh people that either sort of vaguely know how to play it or aren't assholes. It's interesting yeah. that both the games you're playing are very much... Yeah, like pretty much. Um, I think I need to... Well, uh, is it the other... No, what is it? The the new Obsidian game that's coming out that's... The Outer Worlds. Yeah, uh, the Outer yeah. Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Wide, wilds. No, no, Outer Wilds is the other game. It's <laughs> Outer it? Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, which, uh, yeah, oh, I, can, I can never yeah. remember. I've been looking forward to it since they announced it. The one it. with the O or the one with the I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. That's probably going to be the next thing, and I'm pretty sure that's a single player game. So it I was is. Say, that's, yeah, that uh, snuck right up on me. I didn't even realize that was. Yeah, it's out in coming out nine yeah. days. You can yeah, already so. preload it on your Xbox if you've got a Game Pass. Yeah, it's not on Game yeah, Pass, yeah. is it? Very tempting. Yep, day one Game Pass. What? It- nice. Oh well, I might have to break out the fourteen days. Is it really? Because yeah. I was a, I was going to fucking yeah. buy it. 
No, no, it's 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 a uh, Game Pass. That was um, one of the big announcements at E three, and they they were showing off a bunch of games, and yeah, they were like nice. all these games are like launching on Game Pass, and that was that was the the, the big one that I was excited about. The marquee, yeah, because I was gonna I was gonna be a day one purchase for me. So the thing is, and you know, as soon as they, it's like from the people who made Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. then holy shit, amazing. Surely. I thank you for that. You've literally just saved me forty nine ninety nine because I was absolutely going to buy that. <laughs> no worries. Nice. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. that was Sea of Thieves. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, a little bit of a lot, really. Um, okay. So obviously, Destiny Two Shadowkeep came out, and you and uh, Louis have talked about that a lot already and I, I could talk a lot about it but I'm still enjoying Destiny 2 uh, I think it mm-hmm. helps that I'm I'm probably not uh, I haven't battered it as hard as Louis has in the last couple of weeks um, <laughs> I've kept it down to sort of like an hour or two every day sort of thing um, I have, mm-hmm. don't think I've even finished the Shadowkeep campaign yet um, but I'm just I'm taking my time with it not that you would know when you had finished it yeah uh and i've certainly not done the raid um so i'm taking my time with that uh it's nice to be back on the moon uh the moon was always a great a great location from destiny one uh and the bits have added are pretty cool and it just feels really spooky and cool and haunted moon's haunted everything's haunted and everything's good um so i'll I'll just leave destiny there because we we kind of know it's all there um so mainly uh i've been playing uh the remake of Link's awakening on switch oh lovely uh came out the other nice. the other i think it's probably about a month ago now um but it's yeah re- just yeah nintendo it was always going to be a great game because it's nintendo um they've they somehow just knock it out of the park most of the time um and obviously with it already being such a great game on the Game Boy, um, this j- just it, it's essentially a, a like for like remake with really cute um, graphics. It's it's almost like they've they've made almost stop motion like clay model type. That's the kind of look they've yeah. gone for. It's almost like a tilt motion model. <clears throat> it is, yeah. There's, there's yeah, definitely um, shifted, tilt shift. Tilt shift, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the only criticism I have is uh, it does the frame rate does chug quite a bit, and you wouldn't really mm. expect it to on that kind of a game, even on the Switch. Um, it when you sort of first load into the overworld um, and then go. And then start moving. Uh, you, it really does tank uh, quite severely. Uh, I I don't really get affected by frame rate issues mm. that much. I mean, I'm not by any stretch a 60 fps PC master race gamer, uh, but even yeah. I noticed that it was chugging quite a bit. Well, when I was at Gamescom, I had the same thing, and I was kind of assured that that was a, you know, it was going to be patched. But from what it sounds like, from what I've been hearing on podcasts and stuff, is that it's a when you have it docked and on your TV thing, oh, and it's basically it's basically seems to be like the filters and stuff that it's running to get that tilt shift effect um, when it's going in and out of certain situations just causes that slowdown. Yeah, but it's also um, this is I think this guy this is the developer is yeah. like a third party that have been brought in to make this as well, so it's not fully 
you know, internal Nintendo as well. Yeah, it would make sense because obviously it, it's not like a, a main, it's more of a spin-off, isn't it, than an actual mainline yeah. sort of Zelda game. Um, yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised, like, because I thought, I genuinely thought after playing it, the game's come, oh yeah, like, this this is all going to get patched, it's all going to be fine, and it's going to come out and everyone's just going to love it, and it's just going to be a classic, and then such a shame to, you know, such a minor, a minor thing that can, can spoil such a great game because it is generally one of my favourite um, Zelda games of all time. Yeah. I mean, not to, not, not to move away from Zelda too much. I kind of mm. want to stick with it. But So how do games like Doom and... Uh, Badly. Diablo 3, <laughs> as some of the bigger, the bigger kind of more intense games, like do they suffer with frame rate issues on the Switch? Diablo so, doesn't. Diablo no, is like... We've, Diablo I is talked about this. Yeah. completely locked at 30. Uh, essentially... Mm. The, there are many reasons why frame rates might be tanking on Zelda and not on like games you'd expect them to tank on more. Uh, mm-hmm. Mainly because the games that you'd expect, they've they've put a lot more work in uh, to make sure that they don't do that. Obviously, they've already yeah. got the game built for PC and the consoles, so it's just a case of refining that game for the for the Switch hardware. Mm-hmm. Whereas. Zelda, they're building it from the ground up, so they they almost don't know what their what their target is. They know that they need yeah. to target Switch, but they don't know how intense the graphics and and filters and stuff are going to be. And the tilt shift effect is, I can see how it is quite it, quite intensive on the on the GPU. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a massive GPU in the Switch, mm-hmm. um, so I I can see why it's an issue. But you would have thought they'd have put some kind of optimization in the last month. Yeah, or so in but. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Octopath Traveler uses a tilt shift lens on all of the environments yeah. as well, but it's um, it's all like sixteen bit graphics. It, it's weird. It's like the the, the it's pixel art in a yeah. The, the, the world, characters are all like flat mm. pixel art, and then the the world is sort of like um, it's it's pixel art again, but it's like th- almost three D. Uh, and we had tilt shift tilt shift effect on it, so frame rate doesn't get affected on that, but. Zelda's like full 3D find, so yeah and you'll find with stuff like um, so Doom the Vulcan engine is just like so but, ridiculously scalable yeah um, like resolution yeah they just turn the resolution yeah. all the way down lock it lock down, it at 30 and like and it still looks like incredible at that on that tiny mm. screen so you get sort of get away with it and then when you blow it up onto a slightly larger yeah. screen it sort of just muddies mm-hmm. it a bit and you can't, re- you know. Obviously, if you looked at it side by side on a, on a PS4 or something, it, you know, or a PC, you'd, you'd notice the difference. It's like The Witcher. Apparently, The Witcher is amazing as well. Like, well, yeah, that I mean, engine. that's that's another one. But like, I would have thought that if they were building the game from the ground up rather than crowbarring mm. onto a system that realistically wasn't designed to run it. Um, so, for instance, with The Witcher Three, compared to a game that probably well doesn't look particularly intensive. Um, you wouldn't well i mean i i personally yeah. wouldn't have thought that it's not a port job yeah is it? it's not a port so it's... i would have thought that there wouldn't be issues like that if they are designing it from the ground up no, i mean i'm not i'm not a, a game developer so i, I i'm not no, exactly. i don't know i mean you don't know if it's just the fact that this external team have been just told right this is what we want you've got to get it to mm-hmm. go yeah and you know right you're going to get a bit of support from our r&d team but you know, you're pretty much on your own, deliver yeah. something, go. You know, it could be that. It could be just as simple as that, you know. And, um, you know, if you're under that pressure, 
and the only thing that's really hampering the game is like something that could be quite easily patchable mm-hmm. if they you know spend a bit of time on it then you know why not ship it i mean it's not exactly hard no. sales by the sounds of it anyway sorry nick i totally so, derailed your what you were saying about how like how is it overall um i mean i've i've played i think i've done like there's seven artifacts you need to find uh to get off the island essentially uh and i think i've found mm-hmm. three of them so i'm probably just under halfway through uh, mm-hmm. Again, I've been, like I say, I've been playing little uh, bits of a lot, really. Um, so I need to go back and and play a bit more of it. But so far, it's really nice. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's an open world, but it's also linear. Um, so you you obviously go to places and you're like, huh, I, I I don't know how to get through here. I keep dying because I can't get through these enemies or whatever. And then you'll have mm-hmm. to go off and find somewhere. Uh, where you'll find something that will let you get through sort of thing. Um, so over, overall, it, it, it's a great little game, and it's also one that obviously the Switch, you kind of want little things you can jump in and out of. Yeah. You know, you can always just... Zelda, you can go and do a dungeon or just a few yeah. rooms in a dungeon, power it off, and then Bob's your uncle, you can just turn it back on whenever you want. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really, really yeah. nice game. It's I'm Personally, it's more classic Zelda for me, which is what I like in a Zelda game. Um, uh, hmm. so, it's, so I'm assuming you're more of a link link to the past, link between worlds kind of guy than a... Yeah, Link to no, the Past Ocarina. was uh, the first Zelda I played. Um, I, I like Ocarina, but I think a Link to the Past is my favourite. Um, hmm. So that's where I kind of stand on hmm. the whole Zelda end of things, which is probably why I didn't nice. get on as much with Breath of the Wild. Um, Makes sense. So sure. yeah, uh, that's that. I've also been playing. Just uh, sorry, sorry, just quickly just to jump in. Uh, if you're curious about <clears throat> what what uh, the technicalities of the technical issues around the game and a potential way to overcome them, there's a very good article on uh, Eurogamer. Um, of course, by the Digital Foundry guys who have just torn it apart frame yeah. by frame, try to work out what's wrong, and have apparently you can overclock the switch, which is a news to me. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a, and just put in more horsepower, more horses. Yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. There's an interesting read over there. <laughs> oh, sorry, Nick. Yeah, it's all right. Um, <clears throat> so another thing I've been playing on the Switch is, of course, Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> um, mm. I know Mark's got some thoughts about this as well. Yes. Um, I I wanted to like this game so much, and I love I I absolutely love the idea of the game. Um, but I'm I fear it is a a meme and and one level of a game uh, that's been taken a bit too far. Um, it's a, essentially you you are a goose and you you you're a dick basically. You're just a dick goose and you go around making people's lives horrible and stealing all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every level you get into, you kind of have a shopping list of things you need to do. So it might be like have a picnic where you need to go and put a sandwich, an apple, a flask, and different things on a picnic rub rug, and have a picnic. Uh, and you might have to get the gardener wet and break someone's broom and stuff like that. And it's it's fun for about the first half hour. And then you sort of realise this is all the game is. Um, At least I did anyway. And kind of just fell off it, really. 
the main the main problem is it, it kind of it's masquerading as a stealth game because um, you have to be a bit stealthy about the way you do things. Um, but any good stealth game, there's more than one way to solve a puzzle. Uh, and the main problem with this game is there there isn't. There's just if you have to uh, get the gardener wet, for example. There's only one way to do it. There's literally everything is set up for you. You can kind of see when you get to a level, you can kind of look at what you need to do and you can just pick. There's no puzzle almost. It's just all laid out for you in plain sight. This is how you do this. And you just, it becomes very monotonous, I found. Um, what, what about you, Mark? Uh <clears throat> I've actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I played all the way through um, once, uh, and then immediately started on the second playthrough. Mm-hmm. There's an intro. Well, there's a, there's quite a funny way that the the whole thing loops around. Uh, have you have you finished the playthrough yet, Nick? Uh, I've not. I got to like the fourth area. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the way that it all loops around, it's like you you know you're going through these areas. You have this list of uh, like these this checklist of things to do. Once you've done a certain number of them, or one in particular that will trigger off uh, something that means you can go on to the next area, uh, and then eventually you'll like there's something that you'll get, and you need to drag it all the way back to the beginning, and then you can start over again. But then there's like a bigger checklist of more involved things to do, um, and yeah, I, I've just been really uh, aside from like you know the fun of being a dick chasing a terrified child into a phone box and stealing his glasses and things like that um they're just like the 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 puzzle solving of like looking at a checklist and you say and you'll see like um get some like for instance like get someone to rebuy something they already own Mm. i think or the wording something like that and you're like well how the hell are you going to do this uh and then i don't want to like reveal the solutions to any of them because like that's part of the joy that i found and it is like working it out uh and as you go through the levels there's more complicated and more involved tasks and then once you start on the second playthrough there are some tasks that involve setting things up in multiple parts of the map as well um so i'm just really enjoying the puzzle solving uh, if you look at it solely uh, as like a you know Haha, being a, a goose is, you know, being a, a dick goose is kind of funny. Then, yeah, like the 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 joke could probably wear thin quite quickly. That is literally um, the only reason why I bought the game. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you can get plenty of fun out of that because it is still fun being a dick as and a I goose. Like, yeah, I was going to say, and I like being an arsehole to people, so. Yeah, um, <laughs> but the, what, what I'm finding, the longevity that I'm finding in it is the, is the puzzle solving. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it from that aspect. But uh, you are not alone in uh, finding being, one, one note. Yeah, being mm. being less than enamoured by it. Um, a lot of a lot of people on one of the recent giant bombs, they were all talking about how, like, they they like the idea of the game. They found it funny, but they just aren't having that much fun playing it. Is this a English sense of humour thing? No, because it's an Australian game. No, but, but you know what I mean? It's that, but the reason we enjoy it over here is it's very whimsy and blah, 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 whereas maybe a US audience. Well, no, I don't find think that. I don't so. know. 
I wouldn't have said so. But it, got, it went kind of huge, like all over the place. Like it was, it was trending on yeah. Twitter er- everywhere for yeah. a few days. Mm. Um, so it's become a bit of a like a. I mean, a, a lot cult. of that is down to the the memes and the kind of meta memes. So like the yeah. the steamed hams yeah. joke, but done in the style of Goose Game. Um, like <laughs> yeah. my so my cover yeah. picture on Facebook at the moment is the Evangelion, uh, the death of Evangelion, but it's a goose. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's this it's this year's like portal. Yeah, yeah, but like, but even more so because then it started like all all of a sudden people started noticing like news stories about geese in like the days uh, following it. So like, not long after Untitled Goose Game came out, um. A goose flew through the back window of a taxi cab somewhere near Nottingham, <laughs> um, and like people were tweeting out links to it saying like, "Oh, now tell me that video games don't cause violence and and stuff like that." Yeah. And then, yeah. like someone got footage of just this massive procession of geese walking down a street in Nottingham, and like they always seem to be in in and around Nottingham, which is weird. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just <laughs> it's it's become one of those sort of like weird cultural phenomenons yeah it's been interesting like one of the um like nice things about listening to far too many gaming podcasts has been the fact that like you listen to people try and explain how they've completed a Mm -hmm. certain puzzle in a certain level and then if you hear enough of them they're all talking about the same puzzle and the differing ways that people have managed to solve it and you know that 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 whole interesting thing of oh you did mm. it this way oh well I did it this way you know that's that's been really interesting to hear that you know like like Nick maybe <clears> saying oh well it's pretty obvious it's so obvious you just go over here and do this and do that and blah 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 but then someone else has mm. approached it in a completely different way you know and had an absolute nightmare trying yeah. to do it or something it's been interesting to sort of hear that conversation the best thing about the game is pretty much all of the the kind of other content that it's created for me it, it's just mm-hmm. the kind yeah. of the, yeah. the, the yeah. stupid tweets the kind yeah, of like you say the viral viral memes the videos yeah the... yeah and like you can now buy a t-shirt with uh it's like i think it's a, a black metal band type style t-shirt called goose grinder or something like that <laughs> Um, and it's it's written in that kind of yeah, real gothic, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, but then it's just Black got a picture text. of the goose underneath it, uh, and it's just it's it's very funny. <laughs> nice. And then like another one, it's like uh, you mess with the honk, you get the bonk, and it's just a picture <laughs> of a goose with a truncheon in its mouth. <laughs> I like it's just because it's that kind of weird abstract sense of humor yeah, that 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 kind of really tickles me that's what i'm saying so, about that's what i was trying to say about the whole like is this an english sense of humor thing yeah, yeah you know like it is so abstract that maybe it just flies over if you you know yeah something. maybe it kind of has a, it sort of i don't know some of the the other stuff about it kind of has a, a bit of a like that kind of british yeah. Uh, Python-esque. My, yeah. 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 Exactly. Python esque kind of abstract mm. sense of humour to it. So, but no. no, it does look like good fun though. It does look like good fun. One day, one day I'll pick it up. So, what else have you been playing, then, Nick? Um, so, I think the only other thing I've been playing is 
Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh, so I had not heard anything about this game um, until it was featured in a Cool Ghosts episode. Uh, it was in episode three uh, of their brilliant, amazing series on video games. Uh, if, if you haven't watched it, uh, then there's currently three episodes. They, I think, on average, are coming out one a year at the moment. Uh, and it's just half an hour of brilliance. Um I think you have to have a certain sense of humour for it, but I I really love everything that Matt and Quinns do, so it's mm. it's right up my alley, and uh, mm. I'm pretty sure it will be up some of yours. Uh, but essentially, Wilmot's Warehouse is a game where you are a little square man thing. It's not even a man, you're just a square. It looks a bit like, you know, the old Mac Finder <laughs> well, um, yeah. face. It looks You look a little bit like that. And essentially, you manage a warehouse. Um, so you have all these, you have a big warehouse and you ha- you take deliveries of stock and you have to sort the stock however you want. Uh, and then there are, there's two phases. There's the stock taking phase, which is where you can freely, you have as much time as you want, you can move stock around. So um, stock is essentially just squares uh, on the floor, it's almost like emojis, but from what from exactly what they're very abstract shapes. So, well, not always abstract, but they're just shapes and colors. So you can really sort them how you want, whether you want to sort them by colors uh, or whether you want to sort them by the type of thing that they go with. For me, I've gone with kind of a combination. I've got like a little section of timekeeping devices. So I've got sundials and calendars and clocks and watches live in one kind of corner of the warehouse. And I've got sort of like war and peace in another corner where sort of the, the nukes and the cannons and the bombs and stuff. And then next <laughs> to it, a few poppies and things like that, because that's kind of how my mind works. Yeah. Uh, so that's one phase. And then you'll have a phase where you have to deliver stock. Uh, people come in with orders and you have to go around the warehouse as quick as you can and fetch the stock for them. And you get stars for how quick you delivered stock to people, uh, which is kind of a I guess a bit like uh, overcooked or dinner dash kind of thing. You have two minutes to fulfill about five orders. Um, and it's just essentially a game of memory and organizing of how well you can remember where you put yeah. stuff and how quick you can get to do that. And if you can sort of make your warehouse a bit more um, efficient that way, I guess. Um, there are some, th- there's some gamey type things like you, there's perks you can unlock when you get stars. So I think when you get 30 stars, you start unlocking, you can choose whether you want to, you can bash columns down to make more room in certain areas, or you can, um, stop. There's like a fog of war around you. So you can increase the fog of war, uh, sorry, decrease the fog of war so you can see further. Uh, and when you get further in the game than I have, uh, you can also get little robots uh, that go around and they kind of learn where you put things. Uh, and if you've put like two or three or more of a certain thing and you get a delivery, then they'll sort of go and automatically take that to where it should be. Um, so there's there's a bit of longevity in it, uh, but it's just a really fun uh, little game. I think it's by... The people who did uh, Ho Hokum, if anyone remembers that weird trip. That's what I was thing. just about to say, yeah. It's about Richard Hogg and Richard's. I can't remember the other guy's name. Another Richard, I think. Yeah, it's two Richards. Um, yeah. 
and they did uh richard hogg was the he was he did the the artwork for ho hogan which is another game that's very difficult to explain um yeah. i'd say yeah it, it's like a trip yeah basically a very yeah weird yeah. trip mm-hmm um, and there was another game he did, Loot, Loot Bastards or something? Loot Rascals. That's the one. Rascals, not Bastards. I'm, I, I, I've matched <laughs> up Loot Rascals and Void Bastards in my head. Um, yeah. yeah. But it, it's a great little game, uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think Giant Bomb did a little quick look at it, uh, if anyone's interested in looking at a bit more of gameplay in it. Uh, there's hmm. a co-op mode as well, uh, which is quite fun. Sounds like one of those games that you're going to end up, you, you, you turn it on and you see it like sort of half past nine and then you suddenly zone out and you will, you come to it about four <laughs> o'clock in the, in the morning Yeah, and you realise like everything's perfectly sorted and delivered and you don't know why you've been doing this <laughs> and you really should go to bed. Yeah. I've just seen it on the Switch as well. Yeah. <laughs> quick check the store. Yeah, it's just, it's just a really nice... I think, I think the tagline is the game for people who like to organize stuff or something like that. Oh, um, oh you're speaking oh. my language. If, exactly. if only they were moving... I mean, if they're moving vehicles from one one warehouse to another, <laughs> I mean, that could be per- like Mark's perfect game, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just got a whole section of just cars and trucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Will Mott's Warehouse is a puzzle game about keeping a warehouse running in tip-top shape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's a great little game, so uh, I, I hope some of you pick it up and enjoy it as much as I have. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. And that's it for me. Okay. Uh, Chazzy, have you, had a, a, have you had a time to play any games? Uh, oh, no, I've not had time to play any games, but I, I've been desperately trying to find space in between the cracks of my life to actually fit something in so um yeah fire emblem, fire emblem three houses um on the switch mm-hmm. obviously moving around you know grabbing time where i can um so a massive fan of fire emblem and awakening on the 3ds and when i knew that three houses was coming out it was gonna it was pretty much a day one purchase so pick that up and um yeah, it's really interesting. It's a very different game to Awakening. Um, Awakening felt more like an anime that you kind of had uh, sort of strategic battles in. Mm-hmm. Whereas this feels like um, Harry Potter, the, you know, uh, the... The anime years. Uh, the anime years, basically, yeah. And there's it's a, there's a lot of talking mm-hmm. and a lot of telling you how like how to work all the myriad of different systems and you know why don't you go to the greenhouse and grow some plants to then give you stat bonuses but then when you've done that go and speak to someone else who can then teach you how to upgrade all your levels and make you a better fighter go over here and stroke a pony you know it and oh and then don't forget to go over here and Talk to the cook to tell you how to cook meals. To sit down and have a lovely tea time chat with someone. So, oh god, I just want to, I just want to <laughs> play like virtual Japanese chess, you know, with yeah, with like RPG characters. You might want to play then, one of the one of the maybe the the old ones. Like there was the Fire Emblem Shadows of something or other. 
that came yeah. out on the 3DS like uh, said, a while ago. Awakening was was the perfect sweet spot for mm. me. It was a really good story, really intriguing, great cutscenes, lots of battles to get yourself, you know, get stuck into. And this, I'm just, you are literally just walking around like a massive school, um, talking to the students and, you know, asking them about their day and having, you know, like choir lessons and, and then all of a sudden, every now and then, it's like, oh yeah, but we've got to go and fight these people over this over this mountain. So do you want to go and do that? And because like normal difficulty is really easy, um, you, you just sort of walk straight through that. You're in and out in a couple of minutes, and then you're back into right. Let's go and wander around and chat to everyone and find out how they're feeling. And it's it's becoming a bit of a, a bit stale for me quite quickly. And I'm hoping that that's like an initial period that you you get through you know first six hours is a bit dull but then it starts to ramp up as it you know gets into the mid game so yeah that, that's where i'm at with that like kind of enjoying it and the actual story is really like really interesting the scene of like you've got three different factions as it were or three different like sort of teams in the school that you can um you can be part of and seeing how they all sort of interact with each other and their various kind of um strengths and abilities and rivalries and stuff has been really cool so um yeah i'm interested to see how, how it plays out anyways but that's but that's about as much as i've played with three houses. i uh, just had a quick um, look on um, my other half's profile on the switch just to see how much she's played in it oh, she's she's only halfway through her second playthrough no way. and she's currently put according to this uh 140 hours or more Christ so somewhere God. between 140 and 145 hours she's put into that game so far well, I'm just like I say, like it's definitely one of those ones. Like if you're into your kind of um, into your anime BS, then yeah, you, you it's right yeah. on the street. It's not necessarily my thing, but sticking with it, sticking with it, you never know. It, it, it might. I'm not not saying it's a bad game. I'm actually quite enjoying it to a degree, but yeah, just want a bit more meat, as it were. Um, and then what else? I tried a little bit of God of War, so not the old God of War, the new God of mm-hmm. War. You know, uh, God of Boy or whatever they want to call it. Dad of War. War. That's it. Um, And I'm not enjoying it. Uh, I've got to say, it's very pretty and and lovely. But um, I just felt like I was just walking in a straight line from thing that pops up to thing that pops up with some interesting camera cutaways so it's all one continuous shot. Um, My basic, my playthrough so far has gone, I've set your mum on fire. Um, oh, a troll. Let's punch it. Okay. Uh, right, we're back at the house now. Oh, look, there's Conor McGregor. Let's go and punch him in the face. Okay. Right, this this Conor McGregor. Wait, what? Wait, it's what? not actually right. Conor McGregor. It does no, look it's a just lot a bloke like that looks suspiciously yeah. like Conor McGregor. And then you go, okay, so I've punched this guy a few times, and we're still going, and I'm still punching him. Oh, this is dragging on a bit. This is all oh, right. He's fallen. He's now decided to die slash quit. Um, well, that was a pointless waste of an hour. And then I turned it off, took the disc out, and just put it straight up in the loft, never to be played again. It was just, yeah, I just, it was really, I just found it really tedious. It was just all grunts and groans, and yeah, I just found it really. See, really I think you would probably. You especially, actually, would probably mm. really like it if you stuck with it a bit more. Because yeah. 
I really enjoyed the moment-to-moment gameplay. I really enjoyed the combat uh, and the exploration and the Norse mythology and whatnot. Mm. But what becomes more and more important in the story of that game as it goes along is... Like, it tackles some quite big topics of, like, what it is to be a father. Mm. Um, and what not, not just... Not, yeah. not to, what it is to be a parent... Because yeah. uh, there are other characters in the game that are struggling with how to how to be a Their how place to, in this. yeah how to be a parent, um, and you know Kratos is a he's he's the god of war. He knows how to kill things. Mm. He doesn't know how to raise a son, uh, and he's trying to do the best job he can. And he's not particularly good at it. And he knows that he's not particularly good at it. Um, and as it goes along, that becomes that that becomes more and more important. And you yeah. you meet a character that will regale you with stories of Norse mythology as you're going through the game, but they're very specifically chosen pieces of Norse mythology that are all to do with the difficult relationship between Odin and his sons, and Freya and you know and her and her sons and it's all the entire game is basically about fatherhood yeah and i think maybe part of this is the fact that obviously like as i said earlier i'm i'm trying to snatch time to play stuff yeah so i'm not uh, what i'm finding a lot with where i am with games at the moment is that because i'm trying to snatch time with games i'm not giving it's not that i'm not giving them the time it's that i don't have the tie the mental faculties to invest mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time to read into stuff like you're saying about reading into you know like uh, the relationship angle and the you know uh, how, how what it is to be a far and blah 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 i'm literally just looking at this at, at, on, a, on a face value kind of and sometimes maybe that's I'm doing a disservice to the game. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is a significant. To a it's a significant time investment, like even more so than like previous God of War games, where you can just like stick it in for half an hour, bash through a few levels, and it's just like point to point, yeah. like kill everything, job done. Watch it's your not Shadow of Mordor or something. That you yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Um, it's it's more akin to. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like a big open world. So it's it's it's. It's not like it's not even linear like a, a Naughty Dog game is, but when it comes to when it really gets its teeth into the narrative, I, it's up there with the with some of the best Naughty Dog mm. games, I think. Yeah, I think this is a maybe you know maybe when it <laughs> if 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 I get time, um, that every Christmas I sort of get one game that I kind of I pull a game out and then that's it. I play it for that ten day period, and maybe hopefully I can invest that time. We've got a world. I think you would. I I think you would get a lot. I think you'd possibly get more out of it than even I did, Mm. because I haven't. I haven't got kids. Um, Yeah. Maybe it's a Christmas streamer. Mm. I'll I'll, you know do that do that over the Christmas period or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to totally give up on it then. Okay. Because it it does sound like from that recommendation, it does sound like I'm probably maybe not. um, not doing it, doing it a bit of a dis- disservice. It kind of sounds like you you're doing with games what I do with TV shows. Like if something doesn't yeah. grab me almost immediately, then I don't want to invest however many hours into a, into yeah. it. It'll like 
people said to me like, oh, you know, Breaking Bad, you got to stick with it for however many episodes or like until the second series. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. No time. Like, I don't want to invest that amount of time into into something and then yeah, we still had a conversation. enjoy it. We had a conversation around that yeah. after you finished what right okay, sessioning your way through all of Game of Thrones, yeah. and then you were like asking for, and I said like you should probably watch the uh, it was the Sopranos, wasn't it? And you tried it and it didn't, uh, it didn't grab you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the Sopranos takes a little while. Like it's like you know it starts with you think oh this is just you know generic gangster mm. nonsense, but it's like as it goes on, like it's like you start to get sucked into it. But it does, yeah, any of those. Yeah things take a time and a commitment yeah, yeah. and yeah i, I I'll, I'll concede that um god of war is a can be a, a bit of a slow start but it, but it's it's being very deliberate everything about that game is way more deliberate than you would ever expect a god of war game to be and it takes yeah. its time yeah i mean i mean i've i've played god of war one i've played the like the original mm-hmm. and i played this and you're, you're uh, like the, it's, it's a night and it's you're night used and day, to like um, loading I'm, up. A, I'm used to a big white squirts like screaming man just ripping. Yeah, you're used to like loading like, up a God of War things. game, and within five minutes you're like you're murdering a god. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not used to kind of soft crater. Even you got to admit though, surely that the fight against Balder, that first fight, like, is pretty cool. When it he's literally pre- like punching him through, uh, he punches him through a house. And then into a rock, and then like drops oh. half a cliff on him. It's full of yeah. This is the thing: is it's full of spectacle. But then at some point, some point about halfway through, you realise, oh, I can't kill. Well, I can't damage this guy. This guy's immortal. So what is the point of this now? And now the second half of the fight, you're sitting there. I'm dragging this out now, and I'm bored. This needs to. You know, have a resolution. Just dump it down to an easy difficulty to, to start because, yeah. like, the, the, if if you're not jiving with the with like the the challenge of the combat, then then it's fine it's to dip it down. It's the challenge of the combat. I just think it's a pace. I think that fight has a bit of a pacing issue in that in the, it just goes on. So, like, without getting into spoiler territories, the fact that you can't kill him is also an important plot point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You sort of sort of they they play that one quite early, mm. but um, yeah, I just think. With that fire, I think it just rubbed me the wrong way because it was just right, and we're still going, are we? But then again, is it the Metal Gear Solid Four thing of like you know crawling crawling through the irradiated um, hallway and you're tapping and tapping and tapping, and it's to make you feel like it's um, a struggle? You know, Kratos is finally struggling again. Found his match. So, what were we so supposed to feel something. when you were climbing that ladder in Metal Gear Three? That's it. Oh, just just enjoy up. the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it man <laughs> fair enough so yeah so also like went away with the family uh did a kind of cheapo butlins um trip and um ended up in the arcades which is my favorite place to be whenever i go away anywhere because that's like basically where i started gaming and um i, I just love finding those weird arcade machines you didn't know existed and kind of just giving them a go. So I had a um, like the first game I ever played in the arcades was the Star Wars arcade, um, you know, trench run with the vector graphics and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, boy. And yeah, man. And then uh, they had basically the modern equivalent of that, which is called the Star Wars Battle Pod, which is a hemisphere that is being projected onto, 
and you have X-Wing controls, you know, a, a joystick and a throttle, and you get to do the trench run uh, in all the kind of HD glory. And it was wonderful. And I, it just, you know, took me back to being sort of whatever it was, five, six, seven, whatever it was, and, and yeah, playing that in Southend um, on the safe front. So, yeah, absolutely adored that. Uh, what else was there? There was a weird Halo four-player um, arcade machine that was basically like a sort of time crisis thing with big guns. Um, but what was interesting about it was that you could scan your phone, like a QR code on your phone, and it would link to your Xbox Live account. Okay, right. Which which was which is really weird. So you could, I'm in theory, I'm guessing you could have got achievements from an arcade machine. Okay, that's crazy. Which is a bit bonkers. So um, yeah, I had a go on that, and it was like basically an ODST kind of thing of like you just go around and. You know, you've got the big cannon that's on the back of your uh, your warthog, and you just mow everything down. So that was that was quite fun and, and entertaining. But the one that I found the strangest and the most intriguing was the Injustice arcade machine. Which, when you think Injustice arcade machine, is that the one that gives you um, like not collectible, yeah, cards. like collectible yeah. cards? Yeah. yeah. So this is the thing. It's weird because I you think Injustice arcade game. Oh, it's just going to be a Street Fighter game, you know, two joysticks, six buttons, away you go. It's just like the, you know, the game you play on your, mm-hmm. on your console. Oh no, this is light attack, heavy attack, a button for block, and a big button that you hammer for uh, a special attack. And yeah, like you say, you if you win win a battle, you get a, a you always get a card, so you whatever happens a card will come out of this machine and you can use those cards to then create a roster of three characters that you can then use to fight on these arcade machines and the idea is you collect as many cards as you can and you build up cool decks and yeah you know kill more people and so on and so on and so, so forth and it was like this weird card battler with button mashing sort of uh yeah it was, it was just a, a really odd game really really odd game it's just so weird it's that a it weird port of, i think it's a weird port of the mobile version because it's a really basic cut down version yeah. of it so so i played the same thing yeah i think on the isle of white in an arcade over there um yeah and what caught my eye were, was the cards originally <clears> because you can pay to play the game or yeah. you can just put money in and buy the cards from the just machine the itself cards. which seems really odd but yeah, so you just can completely bypass the game, which seems really weird. Cause well, it's yes, like, quite handy, and you might as well play the game anyway. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, yeah, it was just just fascinating that like I, I went into the whole sort of right. How, can you get these cards on eBay? Are people trading these cards? And there's a bit of a community around this, like the people are trying to like build decks and you know. But I don't see what the what the end game for no. it is because you're not fighting against anyone else, or it is just literally fight people to get more cards that you could basically just keep putting a pound in and buying anyway and hoping for the best mm. so yeah yeah odd game odd odd game like the, nothing about it is what i expected it to be so uh yeah that, that's pretty much everything i've been playing really lots of kind of weird and wonderful bits and bobs so i've just the the halo arcade machine mm. really 
uh, interested me because it's the first time I've heard of uh, like Halo arcade game. Yeah, um, and you can actually buy them. Oh, really? You can, yeah, you can buy them. How much? Machine for fifty-two thousand oh, pounds. Bargain. Nice. Well, it is a bargain because it's it rec- its recommended retail price is fifty-seven. Wow. Hey, mate, you're getting ripped off there. I've, I've found one here on Liberty Games for 19995 Wow. Ah, but, but this one comes it's with... Massive savings. This one comes with free delivery and installation worth £450. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Whatever. finance available from £331.85. This is more than a car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Some cars. So if you're really into Halo... Then you would get one of these for you. I'm not into Halo enough. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> I mean, it the it looks cool. Um, so yeah. Halo Fire Team Raven. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be rushing out to buy a console. Yeah, and then the only other thing was they had a a giant. Basically, it was called the world's largest Pac-Man, and it was like the size of a wall. Oh, is it the one that uses um an LED screen. grid? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah right? So it's got that. But what they've done is, which is a design flaw, is they've put the little podium with the arcade sticks pretty much only about a foot away yeah, from the Yeah, it needs screen. to be way further <laughs> back. You can't see the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't see the bottom of the mm. screen. So you're constantly having to kind of move yourself around to the side and sort of play it side saddle. It's, yeah, that- yeah, it's the oddest thing. I've, so I've, there's one uh, at my local cinema, and like it, they, it's really cool. But yeah, the, 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 you're way too close to the screen to really. It's like sitting in the yeah. front row of an IMAX or something yeah, like that. It. It's like it's it's you're not playing it for the people suitable. like two two hundred feet behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's about it. Shall I rattle through what I've been playing then? Do it. Go on then. Okay then. Right. <clears throat> in ascending order of least metal to most metal games that I've been playing. <laughs> In the last few weeks. <laughs> um, tonight, I uh, came on... Um, I, I got a new, new game on my Switch, stuck it in, had to download a patch. And while it was downloading, went um, having looked to see what was on offer in the Switch store at the moment. And one little game caught my eye, and it was like £3 and change. Uh, so I picked it up. Uh, it's called One Night Stand. I've had a little look into it uh, since then. It was a game jam originally, and then it came out on PC back in 2016, and now it's available on Switch and Xbox and PS4. It's basically like a visual novel sort of game. Um, part visual novel, part like very basic point-and-click adventure. Um, you play someone who wakes up uh, after a night out um, laying next to some woman and you don't remember anything and you have to try and piece together what happened the night before through like you know interacting with your environment uh, and like talking to the girl uh, and there's a multitude of different ways it can play out and it can end up you know going quite well it can end up being uh, going horribly badly um it's just uh, it's kind of a really interesting little take on a you know on a, on a on a visual novel adventure point and clicky adventure sort of thing. Um, Can I just say mm-hmm. I hate this. I hate everything about it. I hate the art style. <laughs> At least you don't have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I well no, I don't hate everything about it. I, well, 
I mean, I hate the way it looks and I hate the, the sound of the story. But other than that, I'm sure it's great. It, it's it's really well done, actually. Like, um, I, I, I really enjoyed it Like to the point where I, I got in contact with... Uh, with uh, LG alumni Stuart Neal and and said like oh have you played this game he's like oh yeah yeah but I played it a while ago and I was chatting to him and, and um, he was he uh, pointed me in the direction of the Twitter feed for um, her name's Lucy Blundell is uh, the, the the woman who made it um, because I I really really enjoyed it and now I'm, I'm I'm I've asked him to provide me with a list of other good like visual novel sort of games um, I've already got one that I want to play uh, that um, Neo Cab. It's on Apple Arcades. Yeah, I've heard about um, that. Yeah. I want to play that. But yeah, One Night Stand... I, That's the kind of Uber driver game. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. one of the last taxi drivers in a cyberpunk future where all the taxis are, are like mm. driven by robots. Uh, and you're one of the last human cab drivers. Uh, and it's supposed to be really good, so I want to play that. But yeah, One Night Stand, I, I, I was like... Um, it's. I, I'm probably not explaining it particularly well. It's not like a... It's not a hentai game. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's like... You're delicately trying to negotiate, like working out what happened the night before. Uh, you don't know who. You don't even know the girl's name. You have to try and find that out, or not find it out, or like stumble. You're basically stumbling your Walk way through. Way you're stumbling it. your way through like a series of like you know a, a interactions with like a playthrough can only last like ten minutes, and there's a multitude of different endings. Some of them are good. Some of them are very bad. Um, and yeah, I've I, I really enjoyed it so far. Um, I've only played. Can I ask you a yeah, sure. Um, a game like this, obviously, with its premise, mm-hmm. could be could veer into troubling territory. Oh, it doesn't. Not no, so far. I mean, this is what I'm going to say. It sounds like, from what you're saying, is that um, it it navigates those waters quite skillfully. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I, I think if. Possibly if this was a game that had been created and written by a guy, those interactions could have played out differently. But it's it's weird. It's kind of like you're playing it's it's you know, it's it's uh, solely created by a woman and but you're playing as a guy waking up next to some mysterious woman. Um and it's all it's very it's handled very sensitively. Very sensibly. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it was just an interesting premise and it caught my eye and I, I quite like the art style. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. It looks like someone's just drawn. So it looks like they've taken a photo and then drawn over. So put tracing paper over a photo mm-hmm. and then drawn over that. So you can still see the photo behind, but it's really blurry. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be for everyone. <laughs> Shut, I tell you what, can I, can I let's move on. Um, if you're gonna like, if you're intrigued at all by this game, and you think I'm going to Google this. Add the word game after mm-hmm. one night stand. Yes, please. And turn on Google yeah. Safe Search. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, the developer, I've forgotten her name again already, Lucy Blundell. Um, she goes by the name Kinmoku. Um, I think it's the only um, game she's made uh, so far. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like it. She's working on her next title, Memories. Okay. A visual novel. Uh, that asks how much we should let our pasts define our futures. That's a question I could probably do with answering. Um, <laughs> well, to be honest, much like One Night Stands, that's something that I would much rather not not, <laughs> not think about. That's a question you don't want answering. Yeah. Um, 
Right. Uh, the the uh, like so moving up the metal scale. Um, Zelda: uh, Link Between Worlds, um, which oh, is uh, yeah, I've been playing through it on the the two DS. So I've heard from people I might be missing out quite a lot on like some of the cool stuff when it shifts from the three D to the two D when you're in the like the flat planes and stuff by playing in two D. But I am I, I yeah, I'm getting on with it fine. Um, I've gone through the first two dungeons, gone through the uh, the Lost Woods, and got the Master Sword. Um, yeah, it's you know it's a it's a classic Zelda game. I'm kind of like the opposite to you, Nick, where I prefer the 3D ones. Mm-hmm. So like Breath of the Wild is quite possibly my all time favorite video game. Like I I fucking love Breath of the Wild. I could talk about that game for weeks. Um, but uh, so I, I yeah I hadn't played like one of the old, one of these like you know cl- more classic top down um, Zelda games in quite a while uh, and this one is really really good uh, it's got all the traditional Zelda puzzles but then like with the added wrinkle of being able to like warp into the wall and then move along walls uh, on like a two D plane uh, and it adds like a new dimension to to the puzzle solving and um, yeah it's really good. Um, next up, Bus Simulator. Yeah. Um, I figured Bus Simulator is slightly more metal than Zelda. I tried to, yeah, in the way of organizing. Well, the buses are slightly more metal. Um, the bus is definitely more metal, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the latest game in my ongoing search to find the perfect moving a vehicle from one point to another whilst balancing lots of systems sort of game. Uh, this one, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a bus simulator. You, you set up a bus company, you buy your bus, you plan a route and then you get on the bus and you drive from stop to stop and you pick up passengers. Sometimes you have to go and ask the passengers if they've got a ticket because sometimes they don't have tickets and that's very naughty. And you've got to balance all like, it's got all the systems you got on the bus, like, um, uh, like, weird like the the suspension like because I, I think it's made by Air a suspension. german company and so they've got nicer buses than us in germany and so like the bus sort of like you have to there's like settings to be able to make the bus lean toward the right when you get to the bus stop so it's easy for people to get on and off and like a hydraulic ramp that comes out the sides for for um people on wheelchairs and like it's Mate. Like we're we're lucky enough to have like a video feed of you on a webcam, and the little smile on your face as you're telling us this is is. I love it. I love it, and it's got. I'm um, <laughs> playing it on PS4, and it's got full wheel support. So I dug out the steering wheel, and I've been playing it on that as well. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I really really like it. Uh, what else have we been playing? Nice. Uh, I played um, some Heave Ho, which is. Um, so we played this at Res, right? Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't play it at Res. No, I saw other people playing it, and it looked rad. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was over with a bunch of people in um, Coventry uh, a few weekends ago, and I thought, right, well, this is going to be the perfect opportunity. So I picked that up. Um, it's like eight pounds or something like that on Switch at the moment, mm. and it's like kind of like um, like a you know the system like mount your friends. Where you got like you were having to like move limbs individually to be able to climb up. Oh, thing. Yeah, I tell you what, it reminded yeah. me of as well was uh, grow up as well. Yes, yeah, grow grow home and and grow up. Grow yeah, grow uh, up. but this yeah. is like you you uh, each each player is like a little ball head thing with two arms and the two shoulder buttons. Like we just broke off the Joy Cons. You were just holding a Joy Con, so you uh, the two arms just grab 
with the two hands that, um, and then you're basically having to like link together and swing and grab and navigate your way through increasingly complicated levels to get to the end point it's, a, it's kind of snipper clips but with more sort of it's slightly more fun. yes like it's it's very yeah. crudely drawn and crudely animated uh the whole thing's really wacky um there's a dedicated fart button um it's just it's, nice it's just it's just nuts like look up just look up some clips of, of hevo on, online it's, it's it's really really good fun like i, I got uh, i uploaded a little clip to my, my twitter feed off there because like i didn't realize until recently that you can actually capture like 30 second clips on the switch um yeah. in stunning 720p and um it's uh yeah, yeah like what was missing from the video was just like the screaming laughter as we were like desperately trying to navigate through this level and like swinging people from like one point to the other and and like you like uh, the, as you go through the level sometimes you'll have to be able to finish the level you have to like pick up a coin and then carry it to the end but then one person's hanging onto a coin which means that they've got one hand that they can't use to grip onto the other people and so like they're having to like hang on to the other three players whilst those three players are trying to swing everybody to the end of the level and it's just chaotic and nuts and yeah really good fun uh it's got a like full single player campaign apparently i I can't imagine that would be much fun just playing on your own um but uh, as like a just a multiplayer party game it's brilliant um the only problem is i won't get that you don't get that many opportunities to like get like four people around the same console uh, when you reach our age, so I won't get to play it that much, but it's on there, uh, and I'll play some more next time. I'm, you know, I've got creepy people around. Um, Destiny Two, yeah, I've been uh, going on playing that on a nightly basis. Uh, last night, at the time of recording, me and a bunch of people jumped into the new raid and got through the first three parts, like the like nice. one of those parts being just a you know the traditional. Uh, Destiny uh, raid first person jumping puzzle uh, that they always oh, put God. in there and like uh, you know I some people love them some people hate them I quite like them but uh, the, yeah the raid's really really good um, it's got some interesting um, the the raids that the the Bungie have made for Destiny have, have, have sometimes struggled to find the right balance between being very system like very mechanically complex and being like um you know shoot things uh it's either completely obtuse and you know everyone's trying to work out the puzzle yeah. or it's just like or it's like 400 waves of you know grunts to shoot yeah yeah and like and it'll be like lots here's lots of things to to kill and a very simple puzzle uh this yeah. one's a lot more a lot more balanced there's lots of things to kill but there's also like interesting puzzle and it it like requires more like actual teamwork rather than like right you guys kill everything while i do this thing it's like you're actually having to split up into to, to like multiple teams of two and i was gonna say where is it on the scale of oh what was that the uh, the first raid in destiny Vault of glass two? Wait, yeah. Uh, no, no, oh, Leviathan. Destiny, like Destiny 2. Yeah, so where you're having to all stand on pillars and shoot icons and then run, in, run around the outside and jump over hurdles and into the middle. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, uh, one of the... Um, uh, one of the... the 
uh, encounters involves like you're on a map which is basically like a big baseball diamond and in each yeah. of the four corners there's a you ever done the public event where you have to stop the vex sacrificing themselves at a thing yes it's basically that is happening at the four corners but the vex have special shields and you can only shoot them if you have a buff but whilst you stand in there defending the point you can't get the buff so then there's like four people defending the points and then there's two other people who are like jumping through portals, shuttling, shuttling from corner to corner to give the buff to the players who are defending the points so that they can keep defending them and you have to keep like this right. like relay race going. Uh, and that is really, really fun. Um, yeah, oh, all, the, all the stuff we've done so far is really... Well, we only managed to get about halfway through it before we ran out of time because we were kind of not going in blind, but like going in kind of knowing what we needed to do, but knowing what to do and actually practicing doing it doing is it. like, you know, two very different things. But yeah, really enjoying that. Um, I played the first hour of Astral Chain. Uh, that was the game I, uh, that I picked up and then had to wait for an update to, to install before I could play it. Um that game seems really good. Uh, it's you know it got really good reviews when it first came out. It was um, you know I want to say like a return to form for for Platinum because Platinum had made several very good games in a row at that point. It had been a while since that awful Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that nobody liked. Um, yeah, the only game I have returned on Steam. That Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Just say so you no. Know, under an hour, sent it back literally didn't work yeah um well the last <laughs> few ones are, i've played I, I never played that but like uh bayonetta bayonetta 2 metal gear rising that transformers game that looked looked like that the old the cartoons best. it's incredible yeah. it's, that that game is my I, I think if i ever did honorable mentions on myself that would be the game i'd pick I yeah think. um yeah uh, I haven't played Wonderful 101, um, but I, so this this game is so the guy who was the lead designer on Near Automata, which was the collaboration between Platinum Studios and Yoko Taro. Um, the lead designer on that is was the director on um, Astral Chain, and he's obviously learnt quite a lot from um, from working with Yoko Taro on Near Automata because it's it, rather than being like your usual Platinum game, it's just like point to point just like combat scenario after combat scenario and it's just like just you're just like fighting your way through these most ridiculous scenarios um there's lots of that in there from what i understand uh and if the the intro is anything to be uh, uh to go on but there's also like an entire world to to explore and story maybe some questions about the morality of so like the basic premises of it is like um these things are coming through from another dimension and they're making the world really bad. So everybody is now having to live on this floating arc, this big city that floats around the sky. But then these nasty things from another dimension are also invading the arc as well. And you... Oh, I can't what they call them. I think they call them legions. And uh, you fight as a member of the police force that also has a captured legion and then like in the cutscene the beginning where you see how they capture them they've basically been like brainwashed and enslaved uh and i'm wondering whether there will be some like questions about the morality of that uh as the story goes on um you know because there was a lot of um deep 
slightly deep subject matter that was in uh, Near Automata, um, so I'm guessing that there'll be similar sort of themes uh, in this. Um, but I'm just on a like a purely like technical standpoint, like it looks absolutely stunning. Uh, it runs only runs at 30, um, whereas a lot of platinum games will run at 60. But you know, it's the Switch, um, and yeah, it's really solid combat and i like all the characters so far apart from the character you players because the character you players doesn't have a character they don't say anything which is weird like the the protagonists are twins and you pick to play one of them at the beginning and the one that you pick then will not speak and the other one the other one has the, the other one has all the, the personality and delivers all the lines and i don't know why they made that choice it's really weird it's like your character doesn't ever say anything the Gordon Freeman choice, isn't it? Of you, you know, you are the you are the avatar. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of weird when it's like a third person <laughs> action game and yeah. everybody around the main character is talking and he's not. It's I don't know. Um, what else have we been playing? Um, oh yeah, uh, Valfaris. Um, fuck. Right. right. So you, I've seen you put a video up of this, and it looks like sort of Norse dead cells. Kind of. Um, it's not a roguelike. It's not a Metroidvania. Um, it's just a an action platformer, like an old school right. action platformer. You got well, a button to shoot and a button to swing your sword, and you run through this level, killing, run through various levels, killing everything in your past and fighting big bosses, whilst just an endless stream of the most brutal metal music plays in the background, and it's amazing. And every time you pick up a, a new upgrade or a new weapon, your character does like this awesome head banging animation and yeah it's mad it's really really good it's it's got like a similar sort of like visual aesthetic but even more like grimy and filthy uh than like uh metroid um but it's not uh, as far as i've seen so far at least as like there doesn't need to be any backtracking or anything like that you just keep pushing forward killing everything um and yeah it's mad absolutely mad uh, really enjoying that so far. And then, yeah, the only other uh, the game I was saying was like <laughs> I put these in like ascending order of metal, and I put Untitled Goose Game as the most metal game I've played <laughs> because that goose is a prick. Um, yeah, that's that's all I've been I've been playing. Uh, nice, mostly Destiny. I'm surprised I managed to squeeze in any other games in between. Um, mostly been playing. The only time I've been playing Zelda really is on my lunch break at work because I don't have my PS4 with me. That's the reason <laughs> I haven't been on Destiny then as well. Or, you or I would, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Nice. Um, anyone got any other business? Anything else I want to talk um, about? No, I'm sure I'll be on again before my stream. So When is it? Uh, November 7th. November 7th, yeah. We've got a little while till then. Yeah. Is that is that when... Um, oh, God, what is the event called? Extra happens life. every year. Extra Life, yeah, is that when it is? Uh, no, Extra Life is the... Extra Life is like end of yeah, October. The, right? I think oh, okay. it's the weekend yeah. before, but I, I, I'm I, at work that weekend, so okay. I'm doing it on a day where I'm not at work. I'm sure they won't mind if you're well, it's, a little it's bit not, late. It's not actually for Extra Life, It's so it's something else. It's, um, it's for Macmillan Cancer Support, uh, so they... Okay. They called it the Macmillan Game Heroes. The pre- the premise right. is the same. You nice. you game for twenty four hours, um, or you sh- you stream for twenty four hours um, to raise money for charity. So yeah, fair enough. 
I did that was it last year, year before. And uh yeah, that's it, it's not easy. No. No, I I did it four or five years yeah. ago. Uh with uh, so there were two of us, thankfully. Um <laughs> And even then, it was still a bit of a chore, uh, not a chore, it was still a bit of a slog uh, towards the end. So, little story, when I did it, my son, halfway through the stream, um, got croup and his throat closed up and had to be taken to hospital. Oh, no. So, my my wife had to come onto the stream and go, just taking our son to hospital, see you in a bit. And there was me carrying on playing and, and asking for donations and thinking, I'm a terrible father. So, uh, yeah, I could have shut it down, but didn't. Kept, kept plowing on through for the kids. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that was um, that was for Child's... Uh, not Child's Play. Um, special, special, special Effect. effect. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully it'll go a little bit better than that. <laughs> One year, I would like, if I can find a wingman to do it with me, a set of steering wheel and Gran Turismo Sport and do actually do yeah, the Le Mans 24-hour. I've I've done it. You've done it? Oh, man. I yeah, love I've done to do it, it with my friend on his um, PlayStation. Uh, New Year's Eve, four years ago, yeah. we sat down and did it and literally traded off and, like, did the full whole, like, you know, pull into the pits. He Well, he jumps out of the chair, I jump into the chair. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. But like at the end of it, your eyes are just on stalks. Yeah, I can imagine. It's yeah, it was it was yeah, it's hard because you don't realise like just how even with the steering wheels, like with a with a G twenty nine or whatever, like it, you are really trying to at some point your arms just get weak. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's hardcore, man. But yeah, I, I'll do that with you. I'll put myself up for that. for that. Yeah, uh, the worst ones I've ever seen are um, Alex Navarro over at Giant Bomb every year for uh, Charles Blake. Oh. He does twenty four hours of drumming on Guitar Hero. Oh, twenty four hours insane. straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's savage. But yeah, Louis, I'll try. I'll try and uh, jump on and give you a hand as well. Yeah, right? man, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, we'll do. We'll Otherwise, sail the ocean blue and I should pledge. Yeah, <laughs> mess up some kraken. Yeah, man. But yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, should we call it a day then? Let's call it yeah. a day. Yeah, as uh, yeah, as always, head over to Twitter at LapsGamer. If you want to drop us a message, uh, you can email us lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. You can head over to the website on uh, which none of us have written anything in quite a while, uh, which is lapsgamer.com. And you can head over to the LapsGamer Radio YouTube channel where you can see a bunch of stuff. Uh, latest video, me and Connor playing through Guilty Gear, Exerd, Revelator 2, um, that's its full title and um it's really good and on the next one we're going to do dragon ball fighters or dragon ball fighter z we're still not sure how you say that um so yeah if you want to see some crazy anime fighting nonsense head over there yeah. uh yeah that's about it so until the next episode thanks for listening and goodbye goodbye, goodbye.